how you doing? Happy September. I'm glad to uh, be with you again. And thanks for joining me again. I am doing solo. I've got a number of things to update you about um, things that I've been things that I've been involved in and uh, some upcoming things and some news about Relentless is growing and then a bit about uh, St. Peter Claver. And uh, so, but first off, what is going on? Um, some of you uh, may or may not know that I was involved in the filming as a cast member of a, of a docudrama published and produced by the Epic Times. And um, that was about gender, it's called Gender Transformation Untold Realities. And it, and it, and it tells a story, a real, uh, it tells a true story about a teenage girl and her journey through school and, and gender ideology and what happens to her. It also highlights the story of four other detransitioners as well as some doctors, therapists, lawyers, and things like that. If you are in any way interested, if, you, if this is a great first step towards understanding the transgender phenomenon that is sweeping our country and the world, it is so important. Um, for $4, you can go to Epic Times. A link will be in the show notes for $4. You can watch the film and then get a month's uh, subscription to the Epic Times, which is uh, a pretty good news outlet. Um, and as a follow-up to that, I was contacted a couple weeks ago by the Epic Times about whether I would participate in another screening and another panel discussion Q&A that will be live and in person in Washington, D.C. at the Heritage Foundation, but it will also be live streamed for anyone who wants to uh, join also another paywall for $8. For $8, you get two months of the Epic Times and you get a screening of the movie and you get to participate in the live stream of the panel discussion with other people, including um, yours truly. And so it has been an honor um, to be able to, um, to, to be able to speak to this topic, to speak articulately, to speak with authority, uh, to, and also to not be afraid to use my face or my name. I mean, so, Many doctors just don't want to because they're afraid of their job. They're afraid of, you know, they work for corporate medicine or whatever, but um, I'm here for it. Um, bring it on because there is something of a slavery to this, which I'm going to get to. Um, this is under, this is enslaving our children. It's enslaving our, our future because it undermines natural physiological and psychological development. And it takes away their freedom to make decisions for themselves. It's not, uh, it's not just some teenagers uh, playing around with some identity and we're not messing around with some pronouns and things like that. It is really insidious and, and seeks to capture our children. You know, their children are suffering. They have, they have, um, uh, they have anxiety, depression, they're stressed out, but, oh, uh, let's just throw this into the box of gender ideology. Oh, well then you must be trans. You have this problem. You must be trans. Uh, so it teaches kids that we are mere potato head people, right? That sex equals gender and that can be, um, interchangeable, uh, we, or immutable or not immutable, but, um, we can even erase it. We can have nullification surgery. We can do away with uh, sex altogether. Let's just gender, it's fluid, right? Which I don't understand if it were fluid. Why do we need 
to have permanent and dangerous surgery to change from one to another. But anyway, the gender studies uh, people can't answer that question. Have you noticed how we say gender all the time and not sex? Um, you know, when we can convince people that sex is not binary, <laughs> that it's not real, and we can convince people of anything, you know, we've lost our way, we can't think, we cannot, we will not act. And so then we can be controlled. And this is doing away with free speech, doing away with truth. And here we go, slavery, right? I am not kidding you. Medical schools are being taught this. It's taboo. I mean, the, the professors are being called out for saying, you know, things like woman, man, you know, have you noticed like people were not pregnant women, it's pregnant people and chest feeders and all this like language stuff. Oh, you know, it's just, well, you know, <laughs> you read more of the postmodernists and, and you'll find out that, you know, words do mean something and they're aiming to control that. You know, never mind that every single cell in our body is 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 stamped with the genetic code. It's it's programmed for XX or XY. Newsflash: Men and women are different, very different. We're a lot the same, but we're a lot different. But this also undermines our efforts to address sexual exploitation, um, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. I mean, men are in protected same-sex spaces, they're in women's spaces, they're in locker rooms, bathrooms, they're in rape, rape crisis centers, they're in prisons. Drag used to be a fringe adult entertainment, um, but now it's being used to groom children in public libraries and schools to confuse them about the realities of sex and who they are. It's opening the doors to the emergence of minor attracted people as a legitimate uh, sexual orientation. Hello. You know, now human trafficking is becoming less meaningful. It's irrelevant. Jeffrey Epstein is still considered an anomaly and like, oh, there's just not that many, you know, elites caught up in abusing children to some extent or another. And, oh, well, it was consensual and it's fine. And, you know, now there's a predator on every corner uh, wanting to kidnap your child, you know, when really that's far, that does happen. It's far from, far from reality. Um, and then how can we address sexual assault when we're redefining the term sex and assault? You know, I have a lot of experience working with transgender in the, in the sex trade, in prostitution and human trafficking. And you know, my heart has always gone out for them. They're, they're hurting individuals. They're people that God loves. I mean, it doesn't matter whether they're straight or gay or trans or, or working out their psychological angst in a way in, in, in that sexual expression, right? Um, I was part of a group with the European Freedom Network to, to, to develop a, a, a handbook for churches and, and faith-based uh, organizations doing counter-trafficking work about how we can engage with transgender individuals in a, in a dignified way and in, in, a, in a way that honors them, but leads them to health and to hope um, and not to be afraid. We should not be afraid. These are people that God loves. Um, but still, but this is an insidious and very dangerous ideology and we are losing it like people, we have to get on top of it. So 
back to the shameless plug, it's not like I'm not getting anything for it. It's not just because I'm in it. I really think this is a fantastic docudrama to help you understand what is going on and understand and get to know some of the organizations that are doing something about this. Um, because we need to start like uh, yesterday, <laughs> like years ago. Anyway, so that's it. That's my little bit of a rant, but it's so important. Please do um, watch the movie or join the live stream, share it widely. This is important. Very, very important. But a couple other things that I'm doing on November 11th, I'm going to Florida on uh, to speak at a food family and medical freedom event in Ocala. So if you're down South, please join us. It's going to be a fantastic day. And then on early January, I'm going to be speaking here locally at the local Catholic parish. Uh, some of uh, my colleagues have, have reached out and said, Hey, uh, why don't you come in and talk to us about what's going on in the world of human trafficking and, and make it locally relevant. But so dates to remember though, is October 5th is that live stream at the heritage foundation. So on to more news. Relentless is growing. So um, ideas, ideas, which you may or may not be familiar with is the organization under which I relentless works and operates and has my nonprofit status. Um, ideas has now gone through a bit of a, a shifting in their focus and has named human trafficking as one of their strategic sectors. And Relentless will be, shall we say, for lack of a, a clarifying term, one of the headline, the headline project for this initiative. And so that is very cool. Um, it means that Relentless will become more closely aligned with Ideas leadership, and it will be under the leadership of Ideas, uh, which means that I let go some of the broader control, but I still get to do uh, everything that I want to do. And so it means Relentless will grow, is growing. And so one of the, uh, the latest things to happen is that a new ideas associate is someone that I used to work with in Thailand. She worked with another organization. Now she lives in India. She's just now starting to work for, with ideas as an associate and will be joining Relentless as a, uh, as an expert in human trafficking prevention. She used to work for the now dissolved Free for Life doing uh, their human trafficking prevention training. She's she has been doing training. She continues to do, be doing trainings and now she'll be doing this um, under ideas and under relentless. And so I am very happy to, to be working with her again. Another uh, family, a couple is working in Jordan with a project that is helping to repatriate um, human trafficking survivors back into their home country. So they're in the Middle East. These people have been trafficked uh, to the Middle East from their home country. And so they're working on, on helping with the repatriation to get them back to their home countries. So a, such a very, very important work and, and a kind of work that we don't normally think of when we think of human trafficking, because some people make us think that it's only about rescue, but uh, we're not gonna talk about that anymore. But anyway, back to Relentless and growing. And so this is so exciting. So there are, there are going to be new projects, new initiatives, more global. So we'll see 
um, where I get to go. Maybe I get to travel a little bit further outside of uh, North Indianapolis, but we'll see. Um, but definitely get to expand and really tapping. I, I'm excited because I'm not letting human trafficking, um, at least through Relentless, is not just relegated to the little time that I have to spend with it. I'll be the team is growing, working with ideas and continuing to do this work in a very meaningful way and in an integrative matter to work with health and agriculture and education to, to not silo the issue of human trafficking, but have it integrated and throughout all of ideas projects. Um, and we're not going to separate human trafficking from community development or anything like that. It's and and prevention will be one of the core themes. And so I'm so excited. I hope you are too. Uh, it's, it's, it's more details will be uh, forthcoming. There'll be changes to the website, um, more names and projects and links uh, will be forthcoming, but I just could not wait to share this news with you. So now um, on to St. Peter Claver. Uh, St. Peter Claver, I believe he was a Jesuit, SJ. Um, not really sure, but he is an official saint and his feast day is on September 9th. And he was a missioner to the slaves. He lived from 1581 to 1654. And he said, deeds come first, then the words. And so I'm reading from uh, this book, All Saints, Daily Reflections on Saints, Prophets, and Witnesses for Our Time, uh, edited by Robert Ellsberg. And so uh, St. Peter Claver was a Spanish Jesuit who was sent to Cartagena, now in Colombia, in 1610. Cartagena was then a great port of entry for African slaves. 10,000 arrived every year to work in the mines, work that was considered too onerous for the native Indians. The conditions of their journey in this, quote, uh, middle passage, unquote, were unspeakably atrocious. The slaves were packed, were packed in dark holds like cordwood, chained together, lying in their own filth, fed no more than was sufficient to keep them alive. Perhaps a third of all those who embarked from Africa failed to survive the journey. To the wretched souls who remained, Peter Claver devoted his life. With news of the arrival of each fresh slave's ship, Claver would make his way to the dock and talk his way past the captain to gain access to the cargo. There he would move among the dazed and half-dead Africans, treating their wounds and distributing food and drink. With the help of interpreters and pictures, he would also try to communicate something of the principles of Christianity. How this was received is difficult to imagine, given that Christianity was ostensibly the religion of the slave masters. Nevertheless, Claver tried to instill in the slaves a sense of their human dignity and their preciousness in the eyes of God. This in itself represented a subtle subversion of the principles of the slave trade. Claver often confronted angry opposition from business and civil authorities who suspected that his ministry was undermining their lucrative commerce. Claver was tireless in his efforts. It is reported that during a career of 40 years, he baptized over 300,000 slaves. Over 300,000 slaves, that's remarkable. 
He tried as best he could to follow them to the mines and the plantations where he continued to intercede for them and to look after their material and spiritual welfare. At one point, he called himself the slave of the Negroes forever. In 1650, Claver was struck by an outbreak of plague. He survived, but was left physically helpless. He remained in his cell, virtually alone and in a shocking state of neglect. He died on September 8, 1654. The city and the church, which had treated him with some reserve, if not disdain, now competed to honor his memory. He was canonized by Pope Leo XIII in 1888. His feast is celebrated on this day. And that day is, again, September 9th. Today is September 12th, a couple days late, but not really. I uh, continue, I have been and continue to be inspired by mm, the little I know about St. Peter Claver. And um, I hope you are too. And I thought I would read that passage. So I know we're busy, not always wanting to click another link and read another thing. So I hope uh, this little bit about him has blessed you today. And so I want you to go about and be blessed. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for caring. Thank you for giving and sharing and uh, doing all that you do to make this world a better place. And so until next time, we'll see you around. Bye-bye.